this morning. Oh, that was perfect timing. I started singing just as you started it. What's up, guys? None of this really matters. Uh, another episode. Thank you for coming in. Every single Thursday, we talk about movies. It's Halloween, almost, and it's about to be fucking lit. Hope you guys are going to have a good uh, October 31st. Go get some some candy or some bitches, whatever, whatever you want. Um, or niggas. Or, yeah, if you're into that. I should Yeah. Um, or both. Yeah. If or you're, neither. If you want, go get some theys. Yes. <laughs> go get some theys. Um, <laughs> 2021, baby. Um, We're trying. Thank you. For, we do really try to get we try, on man. every level, every single uh, spectrum, check every list. But uh, thank you for tuning in. We're gonna. This is our Halloween episode, but we're going to start off talking about Dune because that just came out. And Dune was beyond what I expected. And because I've been looking forward to it for ever since he announced it, like two, three years ago, I want to say. And then uh, I read the book when I was like a freshman or sophomore in high school. And I didn't think it was like, oh, it was fucking cool. But I didn't know it was as like a whole bunch of people loved it, you know. I just thought like it was a really cool book, but I never went further into it about like how much it impacted everything else. But uh, I heard he was making Denis was making a movie out of it, and I was like, "That's fitting." And then as years went on, they're like, "Oh, Timothy Chalamet is going to be in it," and I'm like, "Oh shit, that's perfect." Is that the and, main character? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Paul Chalamet. Like, Chalamet. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was Sham a lot. <laughs> No, it's uh, Timothy Chalamet, fucking Oscar Isaac plays his dad, and then um, uh, Josh Brolin's in it, Javier Bardem, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rebecca Ferguson, I think her Who's name is. Javier Bardem? Is that Poe from Star Wars? No, that's Oscar Isaac. Okay. He's uh plays Duke, the dad. And yes. then uh, this, the cast is stacked in, in this one, and everybody, everybody did a great job. What's his name? Zendaya from, uh, is barely in it. That surprised me. Barely, or is she barely in it? She's in it. She's in it, but she like as she's barely in it to what they marketed it as. They made it seem like she was gonna be like you know in the movie, mm-hmm. but she's really like she's in the movie, but she's not in the movie. I know exactly what you mean. Like the, I thought it was gonna be Zendaya and Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be what how the movie ended, mm-hmm. where it was gonna be them. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But uh. Uh, it was it was great. Uh, I saw it twice in IMAX, uh, and it it was just it was too much. It was like I was overwhelmed my first time seeing it. I was like, "Holy shit! I cannot believe this is a real movie." Like how this the grand scale. It's like I was telling Menda like this is like Blade Runner twenty forty nine, like it throws it in the trash. Well, on how big this movie is. The visuals. It's 
Blade Runner was like one big filter compared to this movie. Like, it's insane. Like, I can't believe, like, I was, this is what I was saying was that, you know how, like, we talk about The Witch or The Lighthouse, how true to its time it is, and yes. how, like, it's literally almost as if you go into a time machine and you go back mm-hmm. to the early 1900s or the 1600s with The Witch. I feel like Denis really went to the year 10,000 mm-hmm. and made a movie. That's, that's how, how lost I was. That's how great it is. And I was like, he really nailed everything from the book. And that's what I was going to say. Like, everything I remember, I don't remember the whole thing, but, like, the 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 part where he puts his hand in the box, that was my favorite part of the movie, the whole movie. That's the best. Every As far as, like, filmmaking, it doesn't get better than that scene mm-hmm. because of the editing, the lighting, the, the especially the editing. That was the best part of, like, really giving you a a look at how much this moment matters. Mm-hmm. And so, but as far as like, just how masterful this movie is and how big, I can't even emphasize how big the movie is. Like it's almost, it's, it's one of the, it's the movie of the year I'd say. And then a fucking, it should win every award that has to do with sound. Yeah. The scoring when they with the bagpipe scoring was on my favorite part of the scoring. When they were getting ready to fight, mm-hmm. when Josh Brolin like ran was running toward like the troops. Yeah. I was like, Holy shit, this music is fucking amazing. Yeah, and, and, and just the magic the magic Amanda liked the magic music. Yeah, the voice was like the editing with the voice mm-hmm. was really good. And visually, Jesus Christ. It's insane. I, it was one of my favorite movies is Killing Them Softly with Brad Pitt and uh, James Gandolfini and all them. Mm-hmm. And the same, I love that movie part because part of because of the cinematography, and that's the same cinematographer. I forgot I forgot his name, but uh, he did Dune. And when I found out about that before, like I literally looked up like who's doing. Uh, the cinematography cinematography for it and i found out it was him i was like holy shit like this is probably going to look good but i know it's going to look different from obviously from killing them softly cuz mm-hmm. you can't go from a crime movie in the late 2000s to fucking a sci-fi fucking ginormous movie yeah but it's still a lot of the shots were just beautiful and the also and like i said the editing in that scene where he puts his hand in the box and he has the needle next to his neck, <coughs> it was good because that room was so dark. And the lady sitting down with the veil over her face, mm-hmm. it looked like she would, to me, it, like, it just looks like she was a chess piece. And like she was very important, you know? And she is. And so her... That was a good, yeah. That's a good description. And her doing that, like... I don't know, it, like I said with the cinematography, I can't really break it down like in words, but it's just how you see the transition and in, in control of that uh, interaction, mm-hmm. how she's very important and powerful, but you see Timothy Chalamet controlling the pain he's going through and the torture, and then he ends up controlling it and, and overcoming it. And it's so, it's, that story is told, like that whole scene could have been silent. 
and you would have still gotten the idea because of how well shot that that scene was and the use of the voice when she like brings him over i just love that scene so much i haven't watched it on hbo max yet i i i'm scared to because I, I have to because and i want to i wish that this movie was three and a half hours long because i could have went i i didn't i wouldn't give a fuck Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what that's also what I loved about it. A lot of people didn't like it about how it ended. Not a lot of people, but I've heard people say that they didn't like how they were just setting up the next one. But it's like, did you not watch the fucking movie? Like, yeah, this wasn't this wasn't a. Me and Amanda were so like. Amanda said it perfectly. She said, "You're just so," and you said it too. You're like overwhelmed. She's just like, it was just so much to take in at one time mm-hmm. <clears throat> because you're watching, you're looking at the dunes, the actual dunes. Yeah, beautiful and, shots. And, yeah, that. you're looking, the space shots. I was enamored with the space shots. Yeah. Because they were telling the stories. <laughs> I was, what I was thinking about, would you say the space shots? I, I That came to mind, you came to mind when I saw them, like. I forgot what like the actual term for it is, but it's like it's a phobia of like giant things. Yes. And I immediately thought of you of how big these fucking ships are. Where you see that huge like round like yeah. hollow one. It looks like the uh the outer shell of the corn dogs from Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you took the hot dog out of a fucking yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. And you <laughs> I heard that man. <laughs> but um and you see the little ships coming out and you're like, holy shit, this is a big ass not only ship but planet that they're about to go on and i'm like holy shit but but i think i like space because it makes everything look small like megalophobia you know why that's terrifying because i hate the megalodon that's (laughs) one of my biggest nightmares that's so crazy yeah like seeing like i'm sure if you look up megalophobia there's like pictures of huge like boats huge like, she thinks I'm going to go on a fucking cruise ship. <laughs> There's some. I think what the fear is with that is like, it's not human to me. Like you're, it's it's like Tower big. of Babelish. It way too. It's big. like you're pushing the limits, bro. And that's what I felt with a lot of uh, this movie. Is yeah. like, not that it was a bad thing. It was great because. Arrival, the big ass fucking uh, nail, the fingernail. It's like uh, what are the what uh, heptopods? Yes, there we go. Um, but yeah, those that was so fucking. It was so good. The mix of CGI and and practical was seamless. You couldn't even really tell on the shots that were shot on film, and then the actual digital. Uh, like add-ins or actually like fully digital. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, holy shit! Like they just made a perfect movie. And also relating to the book, um, it's the perfect adaptation. Because I remember reading it, and it never even clicked in my head of like, like that's never how I was. Now everything I see, I'll be like, this should be a movie. But like at the time, I remember reading it, and I was like, oh, this is fucking dope. But 
when I heard Dune, before I knew it was Denis, um, when I heard Dune was going to be made, I was like, how? Like, there's no way. Like, it's almost unadaptable because it's so, there's so much, like, to it. And that's why the first one sucked because there's too much to go through. It's before, that's why I always, like, try to emphasize when I ever, whenever I talk about Dune or the original Dune and give it, like, cut it slack because it was before Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Like, it's impossible to try to do, especially with Dune, it's impossible to do that in the 80s. You know what I mean? And that's how crazy, like, that book coming out when it did, I, I don't know the exact year, but... Um, you said the first Dune was before Star Wars? The movie, no. The movie, oh, okay, the okay, movie okay. was in eighty three, I think. What's up, everybody? It's Rob here. Sorry for the delay in the episode. I had to work some editing magic, just to let you guys know the next thirty minutes will be pure Dune talk. So if you don't want any spoilers, I suggest you skip ahead to the forty two minute mark, forty two, forty three around there, give or take. Uh, thank you guys so much for your patience. Sorry for the delay. Thank you for listening every week. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. The the spoilers won't ruin the experience of the movie. I suggest still going to go see Dune. We say that multiple times. Uh, but again, thank you for your patience and have a happy Halloween. Uh, in my head, I said this, this, this Dune wouldn't exist without Star Wars. That's what I was thinking yeah. the whole time. Yeah. I, a lot of that is true because a lot of sci-fi movies, exactly. like uh, visually, visually. would not look the same. As far as those... like establishing shots of yes. like how big a ship is or mm-hmm. how or them landing, mm-hmm. every sci-fi movie steals that of a ship landing slowly mm-hmm. and then the people walking off in slow motion. That's a Star Wars thing. Yeah, it showed every little part. Of it, this. Yeah, it reminded me of GDT with Pacific Rim. Yes, like and how just the attention to detail of yes of all the uh, the and the set design. Of it's everything. not. It wasn't too. It was so. It it immersed you into the world. It really, like you said, it made you believe it was the year ten thousand for because sure. Because it was like it made you believe that we could like the way that those ships were made, like with the balloons on one of the ships and then the other ships. They were. Yeah, they were still very like mm-hmm. they were still very uh like as a uh, aviation nerd as someone who <laughs> yeah. worked on planes. I was like a lot of those moving parts just made sense in my head. I was like I could kind of see that that working, you know? Yeah. Like after working on an Osprey, and which that's... is the helicopter plane thing that mm-hmm. turns from a helicopter to a fucking airplane, you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? think so whatever but it they were a lot of that stuff is like uh, you see a lot of aircraft in movies like in avengers the helicopter oh, that, yeah. that those like... are all directly inspired by like the osprey so mm-hmm. i was like oh this is cool like i think i might know what you're talking uh we'll look at pictures yeah but um as far as like the actual movie go like story uh, what they did in like taking it surface level it was very like uh, the continuity of it was really good as far as like um like the dad this is what I first got was like the dad and his plan and what he wanted to do with the resources on that planet Arrakis. Mm-hmm. And 
Timothy Charlotte Paul Atreides um, really going through with it and do it like everything Oscar Isaac says, the Duke, everything the Duke says that he wants to do that he tells the people like, we're not here to take advantage of you. We're really here to try to, you know, not, you know, do what the Harkonnens did. And I was like, oh shit, like that's what he wants to do. But then once he dies, the Duke dies. Oh shit. I mean, it's not one of those. Movies. Is there really? Is it's a, not one of those movies that everybody. It's not like a, a two thousand. It's not a ten year ago movie. Because there's also a book and there's also another movie. Well, I'll put in a a, a thingy, but you can skip to this point if you don't want to hear the spoiler. Oh yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, but as soon once I should I should have said, if once Timothy Chalamet takes over, um, he really like almost subconsciously does those things. Like it's in his DNA of like, I need to become allies with these natives. Mm -hmm. And it it was just so good. And then, but I was too, way too overwhelmed in IMAX twice of like, just how out of this world that, that movie was. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane that that IMAX theater is crazy. This is an Osprey, by the way. I think this is like a. Not, sorry, guys, I had to. Oh, I've show seen those in like Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah, they they go from like helicopter to. I was thinking of the little like drones where it almost looks like the helicarrier, where it's like the blades are inside the ship. Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I was thinking of those. No, that's a. See, but I like a lot of stuff I see now directly aren't directly inspired by that type of like. They can do all these like eight, like the dragon wings remind how they could flip back yeah and then they would open up so i was like they would dive but then you know it was yeah. very i liked it i liked it a lot of it was believable some stuff you just be like a floating pill like come on guys <laughs> like we there's no way we figured that out yet you know yeah it was, like, I, I mean, it's, it was still so believable because I was like, oh, yeah, these are humans because we're fighting over something that sounds dumb. Yeah. Spice? Yeah. It's, and I, it's me and Amanda because, still don't get what that had to do with interplanetary travel. I had no idea what that had to do yeah, with Yeah, I don't know how it does it, but they, I, they had a great job of, they did a great job of explaining everything. And yeah. it, didn't leave, it didn't leave me confused. I don't know about anybody else. That was watching it, that I watched it with, like I kind of was able to get a good grasp of how they were explaining everything visually, and and the narration wasn't too much. It wasn't like it, they didn't make it too easy either, mm-hmm. and so it it was very just perfectly executed. And I don't know, just the whole the hype of it. It did not. That's why I loved it so much is that it did not disappoint about how much I was like ready for it and then COVID hit and then it got delayed and then it was like okay we're about to get it and then it got delayed again and I was like fuck we're never getting this movie mm-hmm. and then they stuck to it they're like no we're gonna release this in theaters and I'm like thank fucking god because watching a Denis Villeneuve movie on your TV does not do it justice I like the I like the I like the new way of releasing them simultaneously yeah because you give them both because a shot. The, you know? the movies were still packed. Yeah. I'm like, so you still see people still like going to the movies. Yeah. You know? And it's and it's it, it is kind of refreshing to see. 
I, and I hope that's why I was telling everybody like if you're gonna see it, go see it in theaters. Certain movies can. deserve it. Malignant. I'm glad I stayed the fuck. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, there's the a lot of movies, and that's what's good about it, and it's uh, it's developing a privilege for me. It's like, no, I'll wait for streaming. You know what I mean? And instead of waiting for streaming, now you can be like, mm, I'll stream this. And if there's actually some movie, if I would have watched this backwards, I would have went to go see it in IMAX. Mm-hmm. I would have been like, oh, this is a movie I need to go see in IMAX. Yeah. I would have watched it to understand the story. But I would have liked to go see it in IMAX. Still. Mm-hmm. I would have paid money for that. I, I think with Dune, that's, that's what I was just talking about with Menda, is that with Dune on your, just, on your TV, it looks like Sicario. Like Sicario in Blade mm-hmm. Runner. But like when you watch it in IMAX, it is a whole different movie. And because someone told me, like, oh, yeah, I watched it on HBO Max. I was like, Boo. dude, you watched. Not for your first time. I, I'm telling you. For your I was first like, you time, watched no. half the movie. Literally, you missed half of the, you missed, that's how important it is to see it. And even in a, not even in a regular theater, like in IMAX is the Mm -hmm. way to see it. IMAX should be the standard now. Yeah. Like if you shoot it in IMAX, only IMAX, you don't get any, Mm -hmm. it's, yeah, that's exactly, yeah. It's a big ass, yeah. Mm-hmm. The the watching the the desert, looking at the desert in IMAX, I was staring at that more than I was watching like the planes fly. Mm-hmm. I was looking at the sky. Yeah. I was looking. All the shots were made for mm-hmm. IMAX. It was like and they would they would back out, and you would see the planes. Mm-hmm. Flying, but you're like, okay, like this is the fucking um, the like where the creepy dude with the fat belly, yeah, the Harkening guy, yeah, the Harkening guy, like that dark, like it's great, right? Yeah, dude, like, like that. It's like a granite, like everything was made out of like granite or something. Dude, like that. I love the visuals on that where they yeah. showed him in like a like a sauna kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and how you couldn't really see him, and it made him like this evil figure, and it was mm-hmm. perfect. And him like, in the, on the ceiling was fucking amazing. I I thought that whole that whole scene too is one of my favorites from the movie. Is when the whole. Pill, the suicide pill, or the suicide mm-hmm. tooth thing mm-hmm. that makes poison, in, that puts poison in the air. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit. Like, that 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 sequence was perfectly put. Because of the situation where the doctor had to save his wife, but he still gave the ring to Timothy Chalamet. And it was like, the whole, how everything was broken down and how it happened was... Like it made it such a cool scene to watch, and and I don't know that that was so yeah, great to see. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. He looked like a prince. Might be a prince, maybe I don't know. The son of the duke. <laughs> And he, yeah. And since you brought that up, what I loved about Oscar Isaac as the Duke 
is that he played a perfect leader, mm-hmm. not only because of his performance, but how everyone else treated him. Yes. And that made you see how important he is. And you I made was, me wish I had a dad. <laughs> and oh, I was... This guy <laughs> in the theater. Oh, were you crying? Dude. That part where it's like, if you say no and you don't want to be the leader, then that's okay. Because all I want you to be is my son. I told, that's when I said I wish I had a dad. I said, that was the most beautiful thing I've ever I, heard I, in dude, my life. I almost started. Every movie where they touch their son's face, like on uh, Black Panther, mm-hmm. like touching your kid's face is one of the most like intimate things that a parent can do yeah. to tell you. Especially from a dad, because we don't do a lot of like lovey-dovey stuff. Yeah, a lot of that is uh, suppressed. Yeah. For so some reason. But... It's just, you gotta, it's a, especially as they get older, you have to be more like, adultish to them mm-hmm. but like touching their face and like letting them know like i'm proud of you or just, yeah i love you and i loved that connection between yeah. them like that was they had perfect chemistry it didn't feel like fake or anything like it, you really felt like holy shit like they really care about each other and timothy chalamet really cares about how the, his dad looks at him kind of thing mm-hmm. and so that was perfect and even with his mom him and his mom uh, I didn't know it would be like I was. I was thinking about that today of like what I would say on the podcast of like who knew this would be a good uh, mother and son movie. Yeah, <laughs> it was just a good parent-child relationship mm-hmm. movie, and it's a uh, and the whole thing is just one big uh, coming of age story in a way. I saw it as like a fucking Star Wars ish Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Fucking like, it's up there. Amalgam, and that's a great compliment to Dune saying Game of Thrones because scale wise, Game of Thrones is great, mm-hmm. but they also had multiple seasons of multiple, multiple episodes to build time, that. Yes, and Dune. I mean, it's that's all in credit to the vision of Denis and how just how creative he is with like certain props and 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 settings and it, it's the perfect i loved the that's what and that's i think that i said that before of like i'm before it came out i was like i'm excited to see denise vision out there mm-hmm. and like how he's gonna explain it to the world and and i'm glad it's getting all the attention that it's getting because it's a great movie i, I wish i'm sorry what were you saying no it's no that was it I wish he would be the cinematographer for a Marvel movie. Dude. I feel like I I hear a lot of people who say they're cinema purists. And you know I'm always cap for fucking Marvel. <laughs> yeah. But it, it is like you, I would look at it as you say like how movies are one of the biggest like collaborative art forms. Yeah. I'm like there's nothing like when you watch the credits at the end of a Marvel movie, you're like, mm-hmm. this shit was sent all over the world and you still kept it a secret. Mm-hmm. You still kept so much stuff like hidden from yeah. people. And like w- with Endgame, you're like, when when the when the Russo brothers were like, don't spoil the movie. Yeah. For like two months, they're like, give everyone a two month gap. And then literally they had to announce like, now you can spoil anything. And then everybody, yeah, and everybody said it. It was like, and I was like, that's so cool. Like, the amount of impact that has. And even now, 
Marvel with all their new movies coming out or that have recently came out. Mm -hmm. They're really going with better directors. Yeah, better directors, I should say. Better filmmakers. Yes, yes, yes. Because people are like, I don't know. I hear a lot of the comedians I listen to are like film purists like you. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them say the same thing. Like, I'm just not excited for Eternals. I'm not. Nobody nobody said, everybody's like, I'm not. I'm I was like, that's fine, but. Like, I have all respect for Chloe Zhao, and she makes great films, but. Mm -hmm. And she won an Oscar. I think she's the first Asian American to to win an Oscar for Best Director, but. It doesn't look as CGI ish as any other of the other Marvel. It don't look as CGI ish as like Shang Chi or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Shang Chi was great, and we talked about that as far as filmmaking and fuck all the Marvel part of it. Like if yeah. you were just watch that, I always say like surface level and just blank slate and watch it. It's a great martial arts movie. Yes, and like and and that was my biggest problem with Shang Chi is the the ending, the final battle, where it's just a CGI fuck fest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, of but course. if the knee would have did that scene, I think he would have known what because, like you said, his CGI usage is perfect. Mm-hmm. He's and, he's probably very hard on him about that. Like, yeah, that's too like that's too cheap. Like looking. the first reveal of the worm yes. in there. Where like you see Josh Brolin holding on to Timothy Chalamet and they're right above it and you just see the worm like barely come to the surface. That was like eight like that was directly from Star Wars, but it was that it was like that scene from Star Wars with the worm mm-hmm. just done fifteen million times better with better graphics. Mm-hmm. And then the second the actual reveal of the whole worm in Insane. Dude. I said, and I was like, this looks like a real creature. It's insane how good. So it's like CGI can't. That's why I don't like when people dislike CGI because it's like if it's done tastefully, mm-hmm. it can it can take a movie to the next level, which I know sometimes what is a movie supposed to do. Like sometimes it's supposed to be, you know. These great shots and stuff like Malcolm and Marie or the Lighthouse. Yeah. But sometimes movies like this need to exist for people to be like legitimately taken away from Earth. Mm-hmm. Like you're like, I'm enamored with the fucking story right now. Yeah. I was lost the whole time. I was like, I have to keep watching to try to figure out what's going on. Every like 15, 20 minutes, he was like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> Yeah, that fucks me up the second time watching it. But perfect quiet, not the kind of quiet where they're like insidious. It's not like <laughs> underscoring. The whispers were so good. Mm-hmm. And the fucking flashbacks. Because mm-hmm. the, the dreams, I was like, the dream things. I was don't know if they were flashbacks or flash forwards or they like were flash f- or current. There were dreams because when that's what they talk about in the beginning of like a lot of his dreams um, end up becoming true, mm-hmm. and so that's why in the beginning he's like, I've been having dreams of this girl, and there's even in the very beginning those flash forwards are scenes at the end of the movie, you know what I mean? 
and like seeing Duncan at the end. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And a lot of the dreams I'm guessing are gonna be in the next movie. I would hope so. And uh, but the only thing we didn't understand was when the the dark skin dude that he fought. Great actor. I I don't know his name, but I've seen him in multiple movies. He was the. You know why I like him? I've watched his scene in Luke Cage. No, not Luke Cage. The Defenders. Mm-hmm. He was in the Defenders as a some kind of like he was like a part of the Hand, and he was like the African like part of the Hand, dude. And he fucked the Luke Cage up with like pressure point karate. Beat his fucking ass. I'm not even gonna try to pronounce it. He's Nigerian, Nigerian American, but he is so good. I saw him in um, "Too Old to Die Young." It's a Amazon series by one of my favorite directors, Nicholas Winding Refn, and it's a I think it's ten episodes. But he's one of the quote unquote antagonists in it, or he's just a character because everybody's an antagonist in that series. But he is so fucking good in this movie as especially in that ending fight sequence like there's so much personality mm-hmm. pe- personality and not just fighting like yeah. an action sequence yeah. like it's like and the fighting was a, yeah very like you know you can tell that's all the dude very like he's just like a shot yeah and I, and how hesitant he is in fighting, and they even talk about it. They're like, he's never killed anybody before. Mm-hmm. But when he kills somebody, I this is why Timothy Chalamet is one of the best actors right now. Because you see him, you see that switch flip, and you're like, oh, I'm out here now. I'm the Duke. <laughs> I'm the fucking Duke now. Like, <laughs> Wet. <laughs> Zendaya was out here. And then it got recycled back into her suit and she oh drank it. My <laughs> oh my God, that was good. But, um. <laughs> All right. Um. <laughs> you know that was a good one, too. Yeah. But uh, Babs... Those suits were... I really, really, really liked those suits. They weren't clunky. It made sense. What's Babs Obsamunga. Babs Olusan Makun. Olusan Makun. I'm going to guess that's it. But I'm not going to try to fuck it up. Babs Olu... His name is Babs. Babs. Babs in, in uh, this movie, great. Because he's that guy you see in the opening scene. You're like, who the fuck is this guy? Mm-hmm. And then he comes back from like the scope, and I'm like, that's what's his name? And I immediately thought of uh, Too Old to Die Young. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I see him come later at the end of the movie. And I'm like, oh shit, he's actually like has a part in it. And it, it was just super cool. That whole native uh, tribe thing they got uh, with Zendaya and all them. I forgot what their people were called. Fremen. Fremen. And uh, that was great. Like the whole. I don't know. They're vibe i guess i don't know they, they were very arabic and it, it's just so dope to see how how they fought and how their mentality on things and i don't know it's super dope the and, spit like mm-hmm. how much they 
because it's a desert planet, moisture to them is like sacred. Yeah. Like the idea that I'm wasting my body's moisture that can be lost in a day here. Mm-hmm. Two hours, they said, I think they said. Atreides? Yeah. Yeah. And he and when he, yeah, when he was like, like literally preparing to go and and it's literally almost like he knew since he saw the lady, uh, when he was almost that test in that library and that's what I loved is that they had that's another thing I loved is that they had a library and like mm-hmm. there's no. Like like we said it uh, last week, like it's so far in the future, there's no technology. Like it's yeah. a, it's banished from existence, and they have books and these materials, and it's all off of natural resources, basically. And and the that scene, like I said, when she's like sitting stationary in the chair and she has the veil, and you see all the books. That's like just my favorite scene because of how well and how dark it is. And then when he's have when he's has his hand in the box, um, he's having those flash forwards and how bright the desert is and, and like going like it's like flashing mm-hmm. from the li- the dark library to the fucking desert and it's just this movie is so good it was way worth it. She's like the leader of something, but. Um, when they arrived to that planet and uh when she had like her sisters with her or something like that yeah they're the, very, they all, they're very oracleish i told amanda there was so many uh so many uh what's the word i'm looking for connections that can be made to like things in cultures like how those people just kind of were very like they acted arab I, I was thinking uh with the lady with the black veil like witchcraft very yeah like, yeah, yeah, and then uh, like how the the water planet, they did kind of remind you of like seafaring people. Like they were kind of like navyish. Like their dress was kind of dark, and mm-hmm. it just looked made for water. And, and with they, the fremen, you said like Arabic. I was thinking like Native American. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's like that. Yeah, shit. like just how people who live in like Southwest here mm-hmm. or like uh, in uh, the Saharan desert. Yeah. Like those types of people, like real desert areas where yeah. it's like nothing exists there. There's no. Jason Momoa. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Duncan. Yeah. And he was so uh, like amazed by mm-hmm. their ways. He's like they're one with the yeah. He was like they're one with the desert, like, and the desert is one with them. Yeah, like he said, the way that they fight is very and that's for him for uh, what's his name, the Duke, the Oscar. Timothy Chalamet was yeah. his character name. Paul. For him to fight the way he did with Babs was very like it was just like she said. He was like he will know our ways. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how did, how is he fighting so well against him? Mm-hmm. Because their fighting seemed very uh, knightish. Like, they kept carrying swords and shit like yeah. that. And I thought about it. Even if you just, I'm not going to lie, I was on Mushrooms watching this movie. <laughs> so it was like my brain was like a lot of, like, questions were happening. And I was like, it would make sense to not have guns anymore. Yeah. Because that's that's wasteful. 
And I'm sure that, like you were saying, that these people use books and natural resources. I'm like, it's almost as if they started over again when yeah. they settled on this planet. And now you're seeing them, like, in their medieval era. Yeah. They have technology, but you're seeing, like, what humans would just do naturally 10,000 years in the future, mm-hmm. which is click up, take over, take over people, regress. Or you could just say that's just our natural, like, that's the natural progression of how our planet will be. Yeah. You'll, people die, there's, there's houses, there's the strongest survived, then there's chaos, and then there's fucking backstabbing and all that shit. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, humans aren't past that in the future. Yeah. That's what made this movie so cool to me. I'm like... And, and what I loved is that like a lot of the questions that I had left it like it wasn't so open-ended to where I was confused. It was just like... It left it to where, like, these questions will probably naturally be answered in the second one. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it didn't leave me, like, what the, f- like, not to ruin the movie, but enough to be interested enough in, like, I need to see the second one. Like, yeah. I already can't wait. Which, yeah, for sure. And I'm sure there's so many layers. I can't wait to watch this a thousand times. Costume design. Just the sound, was, I can't talk about the sound. This enough. better be, just wait till this Oscars episode. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Because if this isn't nominated, like at least nominated, this is probably gonna win. But if it's not even in the question, then like it's crazy. Hans Zimmer is definitely gonna be nominated because he's yes. been in the game. The bag, again, the bagpipe scoring is just yeah, like. And it that, was so. It was such future. It was bagpipes of futuristic. And you said like the navyish qualities, it, and it would kind of reminded me of like. Not Norwegian. It's yes. mo- it's more like I thought like Scottish. Like yes, exactly. And and um, like the Sinead O'Connor type voice that was in that score. Mm-hmm. That was great. I don't even know who that like that person was. You'll probably have to look it up in the the credits of Hans Zimmer's score. But that whoever's voice that was was perfect. A perfect layer on that score and how intense it was. In in they used it that voice in like specific parts and each part they did was perfect it matched mm-hmm. so well and i can't i can't believe how good this movie is like it it blew me away and yeah. i was like i need to see it again all right that's enough of that so that's going to be how much of dune is that where's the timer we read about uh 30 minutes i would say 30 minutes that's not bad where we're at yeah so we had Bloomhouse, like we were saying. We Bloomhouse, yeah, this is the Halloween episode. So um, this. Go watch Dune. Go, yeah, please go watch Dune in IMAX if you can. And then uh, and then watch it on HBO Max. And then um, uh, let it, uh, just fucking let us know how you feel about it. And uh, if you like it or if you don't like it, let us know. Because that movie is so fucking good. My one, top three movies of the year so far for me. And um, yeah, let's get on to horror movies, specifically uh, Bloomhouse Productions, and uh, they are kind of the uh, foundation of modern horror. They run today shit right now. They're yeah, they're kind of at the head of it. And if they come out with something, you really pay attention because I think they're coming out with a movie called The Black Phone with Ethan Hawke. I just saw the. And that looks really good. It looks. I don't. I'm not a fan of the surrealism part of it, 
that they kind of added at the end of the trailer. Yeah, the black phone that they added at the end of the trailer. So like the kind of ghostly part of it, I wasn't a fan. I wish it was more of like a kidnapping, uh, more of a movie. But I maybe I'll watch it and I'll like it and I like how they use it. But it looks really good. But as far as Bloomhouse, um. I was looking at a list earlier this week and I saw the Lords of Salem and I don't know if that actually is because I tried to Google it. Like, is that really? Cause I, I just don't remember um, seeing that at the beginning or anything. Cause usually I would catch it. Right. I think I, yeah, I just saw this. This is definitely in their, uh, their credits. I just saw this in the Bloomhouse li- list. Oh, okay. Yeah, The Lords of Salem, uh, Rob Zombie movie. Rob Zombie is probably my favorite uh, horror director. Yeah, right there. Lords he, of Salem. He doesn't make... I mean, no horror movie is great, but I shouldn't say that. But you know what I mean? Like, there's, like, kind of no such thing. And in a way, like, compare, like relatively... They're not as good as you know films like that are nominated for Oscars. Like the Oscars kind of keep horror out of their yeah 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 out of their fucking uh, rigmarole whatever. There's no way to have horror in like to think that it's cinematic. Yeah, I and guess. so when people give like horror movies low scores, especially with horror movies, you just ignore low scores because like a lot of horror movies are bad. You know what I mean? But that's the point of it, and that's what I was talking about last week, is that like horror movies aren't supposed to be popular or mm-hmm. you know good. They like, were always cult. Yeah, and that was like the the dawn of it, and that's what I was talking about last week with Halloween. John Carpenter, like that wasn't a popular movie. That wasn't good. Like it, it had to gain a cult following, and that's what horror is, and that's what I love about Rob Zombie's movies and like The Devil's Rejects mm-hmm. and and. Uh, from hell which last year for halloween me and my parents watched all three uh that trilogy i think it's uh three from hell or house of a thousand corpses yeah uh devil's rejects and then the three from hell and we watched all of them and that was fucked up i think the reason why horror will never get that kind of respect quote unquote is because you realize most people are vanilla for a lack of a better word is like Mm -hmm. You know what? They don't want to think about that. They don't want to see that. They be like, "Oof, yeah, oof, that's hard. Oof, the blood. Oof." And it's and like, like, that's what it is. Like you yeah. have to like people when they go into a horror movie, they kind of don't know what they're getting into mm-hmm. when it comes to movies like The Lords of Salem. Like yes. how fucked up these movies are, especially with any Rob Zombie movie. Yeah, it's kind of the most. On. It's like he pushes that. As hard as he can. His name is Rob fucking Zombie. (laughs) And he makes fucking metal music. Like, like you can't, there's no getting around that. So you kind of have to know what you're getting into. And Rob always talks about Insidious and uh, how crazy the sound editing is for that. And how almost cheap of a... It's uh, cheating. Yeah, very cheating. Of a scare that movie is. But The Purge... I always started. That's a whole. Yeah, that's a now, cultural phenomenon. Yeah, now it's like each movie is a different genre. There, once you start parroting movies like a Mike, like they did in a Mike Epps movie, Meet the Black. Oh yeah, it's like okay, dude, that movie's a slapper. Zoe wants to be. She's that for Halloween. She wants to oh, be yeah. a purge person. I'm gonna be a purge priest with her. 
Oh, that's cool. So, and I was like, oh, yeah, this, because it's one that you have to just try to get people in something, some kind of mindset to where they're like, eh? kind of like Thanos. <laughs> it's like, mm, not bad. That's not a bad <laughs> idea. So, the idea of like one night that's just crime is legal. That's you, fire. That's like, <laughs> it's like me and my homeboy, me and my homeboy John were just talking about our homecoming. And Amanda and his wife, uh, Allison, were like, what the fuck was your homecoming? Like, everybody just decided to get their beef off their chest. We were like, yeah. Like, you just saved it up until homecoming, which is like, if you had beef from the summer or when yeah, the school Yeah, it's like started, beginning of the school year. I was just thinking yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So it was like, next thing you know, it's just like the minute that bell rings for the end of the You're day. You're like, oh, let's go. It's like, a fuck. We had police helicopters. The police were there. Like, it was a purge type of yeah. situation. You're like, if you don't want to be a part of this, get on the bus. Because if you're still <laughs> here, you're going to get fucked up. That's real talk. You're going to get fucked up. So the purge is like a great idea. A genius concept. It gets You have to get people in like their the parts of the, the their psyche that they don't like. Or, or weird people where you're like... Like us, we're yeah. like, it's we're kind like, of a good that's idea. That's not that bad of an that's idea. That's like, not a bad idea. We should maybe try that right. once. You Just know? one time. Like creep, everybody who we, works. Uh, sorry to change the movie, but Creep, we are a huge fan of. Huge fan of Creep. And the fact that they did Creep, oh, man. That's the best handheld Again, a, a movie about a fear that everyone has. You, you're fucking, first of all. What's his name? His real name. Who? Mark Duplass? Yeah, that's his name. I always I want to say Pete. All the time. <laughs> Mark Duplass. I'm telling you, this movie, from a minority standpoint, is the whitest movie I've <laughs> ever seen in my life. This nigga got me fucked up. Yeah. You gonna go and meet somebody in the middle of the fucking It's like get world. out of there, bro. I yeah. think we were saying that when we were watching. Like, bro, what are you like, doing? The minute the movie started, you're like, oh, and, you're dumb. And it brought that back to horror. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because horror movies are now. I mean, it's good. Like Get Out and shit and us. Like they're all logical. Yes. But this brought it back up to be like, oh man, what like, are you, you doing? Piece of shit. Like that's what I loved about it. You think it. you get it? You think he got away with it? Psych nigga. Mm-hmm. He oh. was just a nice guy. And I want to say, um, I what's today? Monday? When did we record? I watched... Oh, that's right. I watched Halloween Kills. I haven't talked about that. Oh, no, you haven't. Um, I watched ha- I watched Halloween Kills, which is Bloomhouse, mm-hmm. and uh, directed by David Gordon Green, the fucking guy who did, like, Pineapple Express. And that's what, I always think that's so weird, but... Yeah, David Gordon Green, he did uh, Halloween Kill or Halloween and Halloween Kills, and he's going to do the trilo- complete the trilogy and um, next year, I believe, for Halloween. But um, Halloween Kills, loved it. I If you go and watch Halloween Kills, I think it's free on Peacock or some shit. Um, so if you get like a trial, like go watch it. But um, Halloween Kills, if you see it, you will be like, oh, Nate probably made this. And that's what i loved about it and i was like this is how i would make a halloween movie but i loved it and the only thing i would say that's bad about it and i've heard uh the mallory bros talk about this too they said the same exact shit as me and uh but i what i hated about it was through the whole movie you hear oh 40 years ago michael myers killed his sister now he's back 
every scene they're like it's a sequel like basically they're telling you it's a sequel through the whole movie and i kind of got annoyed but visually great fucking movie you got it's i think sometimes we forget that these people are way more self aware Mm -hmm. It's like, we know you guys are mad that we're making another Halloween movie. <laughs> probably, yeah. It's almost like trolling you. Like, yeah, you yeah if you're in like here? Seth Rogen's camp, then you'll probably be that self aware. Exactly. It's, it's like, you're going to shut the fuck up and watch the movie, though. <laughs> yeah, facts. So you can get annoyed all you want. I'm letting you know that, yeah, we're making a fucking 40 year sequel. Yeah. And he's we're like, letting you know. And he was like, because Halloween in 2018 is a. 40-year sequel, and then Halloween Kills is right, like, picks up right where Halloween ended in 2018. The 2018. They did exactly what Halloween, the very first movie did, where it's like the second one literally starts Mm -hmm. right where the first one left off. And so this one literally moments, like, picks up right after. And they, I think it begins with the 1978, like, um, occurrence like mm-hmm. the killings mm-hmm. and um they really put it into perspective of like what the cops were doing and then uh how one of the cops like didn't shoot or he like stopped the doctor from shooting uh, michael myers in the head and uh, then it shows the cops now and it's like oh it was my fault that you know michael myers is still alive and then jamie lee curtis no this isn't even a spoiler like it's a horror movie so mm-hmm. it's like Jamie Lee Curtis and Michael Myers never meet in the movie. That's not doesn't happen. So it, it's still good. I love the movie visually as far as like the 35 millimeter print of like how it was developed. It looks perfectly the perfect this is getting a little technical but like the perfect like exposure especially with the title card. Mm-hmm. You see the OG like glow of the color like it says Halloween kills in like big orange and you mm-hmm. see like the outer like glow of it. And it like you can see, oh, they really like cut out a frame of the the print and put an orange light through it and it says Halloween kills. And then you could see the the leak the light leak is what people call it. Like yeah. it leaking out of the letters and it's it looks so dope. And the obviously like John the John Carpenter score. Yeah. Is and it's from it's a 2021 John Carpenter, and he's he kills it. That was my favorite part. Where I, I did you? I sent you a text uh, the day before, a couple of days before. You sent me the score. Yeah, I sent you one of the songs. I think it was called "The First Kill" or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember, or no, I I sent you the song. It's called "The Myers House," and that uh, part is literally a remake of one of the OG. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. tracks mm-hmm. but um it's it just the new sense that they're using exactly. and the different the different instruments they replace it it, it it sounds so cool but there's the next song i th- want to say it's the first kill is what it's called but i was really high listening to it mm-hmm. scared the fuck out of me i was only i was in my room listening to it on headphones i was like oh i gotta turn this down like mm-hmm. i gotta pause it yeah like look around and that's and once I heard the score, you know how the score always comes out like a week before the movie. Yes, I was like, oh, I need to see this mm-hmm. because that score made me feel this way. I need to go see it. And so the seeing, hearing the synths in the theater, and like just seeing, and the the projection was great on on um in uh, I think I forgot where I watched it, but I think it was at the Esplanade. But um, just it was it was really good, but. 
don't think you're going to see the greatest horror movie in the world. There's no such thing. So, Halloween Kills, if you haven't seen it, I'd say go see it in theaters if you can. But if you're not that interested, I don't. I would. I would say don't even watch it at all. Yeah. But what else has Bloomhouse done? Uh, uh, we talked about the Purge. We did two Jordan Peele episodes. Yeah. So we did the Lazarus Effect. Let me say I never seen that. A lot of their let me say a lot of their concepts are great. Maybe not the movie itself, but like the Lazarus Effect is about them mm-hmm. uh, having a serum essentially that brings people back to life. Oh shit! And it's one of those movies where you're like, it's one of those you're messing with stuff that you because y'all are scientists, yeah. you think that's not a you think there's nothing that you have to worry. About. Like I don't believe in and this Mark Duplass is in it. Oh and shit! And he's like, he's like, I don't believe in all that nonsense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there's no afterlife. I believe in science. And I think that's what splits Bloomhouse and A24 mm-hmm. is that I feel like Bloomhouse, and this is just me guessing. I've never done research into Bloomhouse, but I know that Bloomhouse. I think what they do, what I would guess they do, is that they just read a script and they're like, "Oh, this is great. Do it." Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. A24 is way more selective and it's not horror. So yes. you kind of have a better chance of having a great movie with A24. But with horror, all you need is a great script mm-hmm. and it just relies on the director. Yeah. And it could be hit it's, or these miss. Are like These are like all three star movies. Yeah. Like Creep, Creep is a four star movie, let's be honest. Sinister, that's like a three. Unfriended, me and Amanda watched that. I heard it's of that. It's really fucking creepy. Was like, that the one where it's all on the computer screen? Yes. Okay. And, it, and that's what I was like. You wouldn't think that you would want to watch a Zoom, a Skype call fucking <laughs> show. But it's a creepy idea of like a haunted text message thread. Yeah. And it's like these people are dying. The way that they die is kind of fucked up. So it's really creepy. Ouija, uh, I saw that. in. A, is that the first? Did they make another Ouija? So, or Ouija or whatever the fuck people say that is Ouija. Yeah, I, I, I kind of remember that movie. I think I've seen that one. I don't think I liked it that much. I saw it in theaters, and I was like maybe six years or not six. Years, I was <laughs> maybe in sixth grade. Yeah, and so I was with my friends, and we were obviously being obnoxious in a movie theater. Uh, of so. course, you're like, shut up, this <laughs> is dumb. <laughs> Uh, the visit. Have you seen that? I don't know what that is. The visit. Yeah. Which one is that? Never. It looks like something you would see. M Night Shyamalan. Ooh, the Grant. Oh, oh babe, what is that movie? Old. Where they send the when they send the kids. <sighs> Which one? Babe, you know what movie I'm talking about. They send the kids to their grandparents' house. I think that's the movie right there. I think it's called The Visit. I think that's the movie. Read that log line. The terrifying story of a brother and sister who are sent to their grandparents' remote Pennsylvania farm <laughs> what, what for a weekend trip. Once the children discover that the elderly couple is involved. Dude, just this shot is it, right here. Is scary? When I tell you the, the concept of it, what are, you, what are you showing them? Oh. The... Uh, Creepy as fuck. But this, I'm just gonna spoil it. Yeah. So the 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 mother is estranged from the grandparents, but she loves them still. Okay. And she's like, "You guys need to go see your grandparents." Blah blah blah. You need to go talk to them mm-hmm. and like hang out with them. This so every grandchild's worst nightmare. <laughs> yes. You're like, oh, grandparents. 
And then uh, they're in. They're in the house, and they they basically are talking to their mom the whole time. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "How's grandma and grandpa?" And they're like, "Oh, they're weird." Like they're like, "Yeah, they're old." She's like, "Grandma keeps saying weird shit." Like I might have remembered the trailer. The, I'm telling you, it's way scary. I thought it was gonna be like, what? I could figure out the ending. Like grandma and grandpa are like body snatchers type shit or something. Yeah. The mother, the mother. Is it an M. Night Shyamalan twist? Oh, definitely. This is his best movie he's ever made. Are you for real? Easily. I didn't even know. This is so good, I didn't think he made this. I didn't know he made that until seeing this just now. But the twist, those aren't their grandparents. Oh, so I got to watch this. She's, huh. she's like, grandma and grandpa keep going out to the field doing weird stuff. And she shows, she turns the laptop toward the field and the mom just gets quiet. And she said, honey, turn the camera back to me. And she said, I need you to listen to me and listen to me right now. Those are not your grandparents. Dude. I'm not, you can't even ruin it because that's not Dude, the end that of the movie. that sounds so scary, That's bro. not the end of the movie. There's so much more that happens that where you're like. That freaks me out, bro. It is one of the, as a parent, that hit me in a place that was like. Dude, that's one of your worst I'm nightmares. Sure, bro. That sounds I need to watch that. Because I didn't the build up to the reveal is even more like, what the fuck is wrong with your <laughs> grandparents, dude? Like Go go to M Night click on M Night Shyamalan. Like and, that motherfucking And if you can fix the sorting, sort it by rating, like the highest rating. I hate when it does that. Split, obviously. The visit is up there. Signs, not a fan. To be Dude, honest. everybody loves signs. This it's actually a half and half. People hate it or people love it. Yeah. I yeah. love it because I've there was one line in that movie that Joaquin Phoenix said that was the funniest <laughs> thing. I remember rewinding this part in the movie, <laughs> crying, laughing. I was like, I know this is supposed to be a scary movie, but when they're like Oh, the aliens on the roof, and then they're running around the house trying to like meet it in the middle. Mm-hmm. And Joaquin Phoenix is running with the bat, and he's like, "I'm going to kick your ass!" And it's like just the way he <laughs> said it just made me laugh so hard because Mel Gibson's all serious, like, huh. and he's like, "I'm going to kick your ass!" And he's just <laughs> running towards the field. That sounds split. Is one of the greatest movies. That's very great. That's his best movie. He's I ever wish made. it wasn't connected to Glass or Unbreakable. Glass was good too, man. Because if you take off that ending of Split and just let it be its own movie, that'd be great. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You could have started this movie with the end of that. And yeah, I would have. And it would be its Glass. own, like yeah. That you would tried be cool. to marvel it. You tried to give us the end of Crash. Like, oh my god, it's connected. Yeah, like, like you could have like gave us that in Glass, and I would have been like, no fucking way. But Split, that alone would be great. The village, I thought I hated it. It's not as I don't no, hate I never, it as much. I've never seen the village. The Sixth Sense, obviously, classic. The Last Airbender. <laughs> oh, and now that you're getting me into fucking... the movies that are trash. Last Airbender. After Earth. After Earth is absolute trash. Jesus Christ! And I, I did say not... one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my I, life. I remember being hyped. I was like, "Oh, Jaden Smith and Will Smith at the same time." And that movie was dumb. I just don't remember anything about that movie. The I don't remember Sixth the Sense? ending. Fucking Charlie, he was like, 
He was like, dude, the twist at the end of Sixth Sense, dude, that's Bruce Willis the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> the Happening, terrible movie. That's a weird. Is that the one with the trees? Yes. I never seen that. I've heard that's trash. I, I never seen was, it. I'm pretty sure that was trash. I saw it. And then the rest of those are probably his very first movies, and they look like they trash too. So. <laughs> <laughs> but the visit, I'm telling you, and old that just came out. I heard that's your typical. Uh, yeah, they said old. I heard it was pretty decent. They said it wasn't like like for a horror or thriller or whatever. That's what I wanted to talk about um, as far as our, our horror episode. Um, just breaking down, kind of, and it has to do with what I was talking with uh, talking about. Uh, with horror last week about the evolution of horror. Mm -hmm. But if we could like kind of just talk about the difference of a thriller and a horror and how those are very close, but not the same thing there. Yeah. Like when you think about it, like it being in a category of horror, you're like, yeah, I get it, but it's more of a horror or Mm -hmm. a thriller. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think horror to me is like how we were saying, like it repulses you. It like puts you in a place of like, why the fuck would anybody ever think of that shit? <laughs> yeah. And then thrillers are like, oh, I can see that happening in real life, and that's terrifying. Yeah. Like, the the visit is is the perfect, like, down the, the, the middle yeah, the... of thriller and horror. Because mm-hmm. it's like, why the fuck would you do that? But it's also like, that's kind of... Where this would is you why put... people hate rural areas. Like, shit like that is that movie. Like, Where would you put Get Out? That's more on the horror side, but that can be a thriller. But I'd say, I guess the horror part would be the whole reveal of like this guy's. This was on purpose. Yeah, this I mean, was all a setup. Yeah, I think that's more the horror side. Yes, where it kind of turns it. Like we said, once you see the uh, the slave like trade, I always say like the, the, the auction auction. Block. Yeah, uh, I the silent auction. That's yes. What uh, when you see that, that's when you're like, "Oh shit, this is a." Because it was movie. a thriller before. Because you don't, you don't you trust were... them because they're white in the yeah, south. I so th- you're just like, "Something's gonna happen." Yeah. I don't know what the fuck gonna happen, but I don't trust this shit. And then when you're like, "Oh fuck, this is a whole family." Yeah, this of is like, like a... yeah, this is not even just a family. This is like a some uh, Illuminati shit. Yeah, exactly. Straight up Illuminati yeah. shit. Like, well, black is hip. That nigga said that shit. You're like. You're like, what the what? fuck is happening? Because they just started getting real blatant with their racism. Yeah. When it flipped like that, that's when they became real blatant. When, when the old lady was talking to the girl, is like, is it better? You're like, yeah. Jesus Whoa. Christ. But then, you know, the creepiest scene of Get Out is when he walks the stairs and they all stop and they all turn and look. Mm-hmm. Like, I told him, I was like, that's when the, the... Oh, when they're looking for the keys? No, no, no. When, when he oh, walks when he goes up the stairs. And they all stop. And, and they just silent? Lie. Yeah. That's very weird. It was such a creepy, like, this, me and Amanda watched this movie, Bloodline. Is that Keanu Reeves? No, that's a... Uh, oh, that's Sean William Scott? Yes. Two and a half stars, I don't know why, because that ending was... What happened to him, dude? He, they say he's just, he don't care. They say he's not he's really, like, yeah, they say he ain't really into, like, the whole... What was he in again, back dude, in the day? Dude was my car. Not uh, not American Pie was it? He was an American Pie. Yeah, so that David like he's all of them are all eating off that movie. Oh, for sure. So they I, bet, I think yeah. all of, that's, that's why you true. don't see any of them like that anymore, except for what's her name, the Bandcamp girl. 
The Band Geek, the one from uh, How I Met Your Mother. Allison Hannigan. Yes, her. She's a she's like the uh, she was she's like the Jennifer how, Aniston of the crew, and she's eating off of How I Met Your Mother too. Yeah, so she's. They're all just chilling. They're like, I'm good, bro. Yeah. Sean William Scott, hilarious. Yeah, I love Dude, him. Dude, fucking um, Dukes of Hazard. Yeah. Oh, my God. That movie's so... That movie's so funny, dude. That people's that movie is hilarious. <laughs> when he walks into the room with the naked girl, he's like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> that shit. He was in that movie Cop Out with uh, Bruce Willis and... He was the criminal guy in the yeah. back seat. Oh, <laughs> my God. And he kept mocking him. He was like, hey, yo, shut up. <laughs> he was hilarious. And then Ma, that was I creepy. never seen that. I heard that's good. That was, me and Amanda were like, what the fuck <laughs> is going on? Like, it was so weird. Don't let go. I hated that movie. Not going to lie. I was like, Fantasy Island, that just came out too at the bottom. Yeah, that did just come uh, out. I never seen it. Doesn't the Invisible well. Man, people didn't. Okay, four stars. I'm about to say, because this people were trying that to has, shit on this movie. Oh, 3.6. People were trying to shit on this movie, and they definitely were wrong. That's good for a horror movie, 3.6. That's really good. Because she, one, you know, she's great in horror she's roles. She's great, yeah. You know um, she's amazing in uh, Elizabeth Moss. She's, you know Elizabeth Moss is amazing in horror roles. The Handmaiden's Tale on Hulu, she has like a little series. She's a great actress, dude. I really like her. She's that character in this movie. Like her her story is like extremely similar to that background. Mm-hmm. But this time she's dealing with the man who, who makes the best cameras on the planet. Mm-hmm. Like to the point where That's he's a great like military. It made the invisible thing way less stupid. Like, oh, he drank a formula that made him all of a sudden know, like, light bends around him all of a sudden. No. That's what the original was? He was dead? No. Oh, oh. But that's what, that's, he like, he. They made it better in this. Oh, my God. His suit, I, his suit was a, basically like one big camera and screen at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it it was like. He I'm, was invisible. I remember Menda was watching it, and I came in at like the halfway point and finished it. And I was like, I only saw half of this, but this is really good. Yes. Great shots. Great buildup. And the whole awesome story. I remember seeing some behind the scenes shit um, of how they filmed it, of when she was getting beat up in the kitchen or some shit like oh, that. Oh, man. It looks crazy how they did it. With the, It's literally a guy with a, a green man suit. Yeah. And... Uh, just the choreography of it was insane how they did it. Because she looks like she's getting her ass whooped. And it's like, anything invisible beating you up is terrifying in any movie. Yeah. That's why that movie, uh, it's a Sutherland, an older Sutherland. He was in a haunting movie. But there was a scene where his daughter's getting her ass whooped in the air. It's like the ghost picks her up by the hair and it's just slapping the shit out of her back and forth and back and forth. And it's like, what the fuck? They're like shooting at it and What's nothing's happening. What's that Black happening. Christmas next to Fantasy Island? What is that? Oh, yeah. Terrible movie. Shit, 2.0? Terrible movie. That is... I love... I The one rating I do trust is Letterbox ratings. Yeah, <laughs> this movie, I saw that movie, I was like, this movie... Sucks. Yeah, because fucking it says Parasite um, has a four point six, the highest rated on Letterboxd. I was like, I believe it. That makes sense. The Hunt. See? I love that movie. Yeah, I've heard that was really. I think you guys told me about that. Yeah, 
I love people who didn't like it. That Bloomhouse does a lot of 50-50 camp. Like you either like their oh, movies or you don't. There's the black phone. Is it called the black phone or is it just called black phone? It's on the bottom left right there. Bottom left black phone. Or I think it's called the black phone. The the is in the middle. Oh. Yeah, Kenny the- Shaw, and a shy but clever 13-year-old boy, is abducted by a sadistic killer and trapped in a soundproof basement where screaming is of little use. When a disconnected phone on the wall begins to ring, Finney discovered that he can hear the voices of the killer's previous victims, and they are dead center making sure that what happened to them doesn't happen to Finney. We'll see. That looks pretty, the whole, like I was saying, the surrealism part kind of throws me off, but uh, it has Ethan Hawke, so I'm like. And but, that mask is super creepy. Yeah. Bloomhouse knows creepy, I tell you. What, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They, they know how to make your skin crawl. Yeah. Bloomhouse knows sure. how to make you go, ugh, like, yeesh. Like, it just. Yeah, that seems more of a th- the surrealism part where the phone rings with. Do you dead think people? that Bloomhouse? The, uh, what the fuck is this? The new spawn or no? Oh, that's an old spawn. That's probably a uh, a what rumor. The fuck. Sometimes they add it to where it's like a rumor, and they'll just put it on there. Todd McFarlane, what? It doesn't say a year, so it doesn't know. It's not official. Yeah. Uh, that's probably just a rumor. Definitely a rumor. Which I don't really believe. They've been talking about that Spawn remake for we, 15 years. Because if there was an announcement of a Spawn remake, we would already know. Yeah, I it. would know for sure. <laughs> but like they're, making, they're remaking Spawn. I'm fucking excited. <laughs> because you watch the old Spawn and you're like using... You watch it now... It look the CGI is hilarious. It's hilarious, but you're like, this is actually it's not a terrible movie. It's not. I loved it. I remember my first time watching it. I was scared. Yeah. I was super young. John Leguizamo played the fuck out of that role. That's crazy that that's him. That's insane. He played the fuck out of that like, role. Literally unrecognizable. Disgusting. I like when he went to hell. It was like you're right. The CGI was terrible, but you know what they were trying to do. Yeah. Build. Like, I know what you were trying the, the, to do. The grand scale of... Was that the devil, right? Yeah. The huge... Mm-hmm. That was cool. I thought that was the coolest part of, like, the effects. The craft? Is that the new craft? Yeah, 2020. Nah, I'm all right. Uh, the old craft. Did you, did you ever watch that one? The craft? Yeah. Uh, no. That's, like, one of Amanda's favorite movies. Run, sweetheart. I haven't seen a lot of these movies. Yeah. Bingo Hell, Dracula, Dracula. These look like uh, rumors. Like yeah, The Exorcist. Or like upcoming. Oh, David Gordon Green's doing that too. What The Exorcist? Yeah, he's remaking that because he's doing such a good job with Halloween Kills. They're just giving him a uh, The Exorcist. Who the hell is DDG blackmailing that he keeps landing these fucking <laughs> huge horror films? I mean, he's, I feel like that's going to be terrifying. I think he's going to do a good job. I'm not, I'm not doubting him at all, but I it wonder. It's going to be terrifying. But uh, and it's not it's not a remake. It's a sequel. It looks like the father of a possessed child seeks out the aid of Chris McNeil, McNeil, whose daughter Reagan survived a similar possession in the 1970s. Oh, that may, I wish it was a remake. I, yeah, I feel like that would be a good remake. But you know how sometimes they, what does somebody say, where they don't remake it, 
but it's more of like a is I think but it, it technically is a reboot. It's like uh people didn't like the Ghostbusters movie. Mm-hmm. They were like that's technically a reboot, not a remake. Like they didn't they didn't they it's the same universe essentially, but yeah. they didn't it's like that's kind of what uh Halloween did, the new Halloween's yeah. like it's a sequel and a remake at the same yes, time. Yes. And I think that's I like those. I like mm-hmm. when you do both. Like, okay, don't give me a remake because I think that's kind of campy. Mm-hmm. But give me the essence of the the movie that you're trying to do from 30 mm-hmm. years ago. I think it's doing that like reboot type thing. It takes a lot of pressure off of the of the pressure of making a uh, the same movie again. Yes, basically. yes. And so saying it's a sequel kind of makes you like let you do your own thing yeah. without being bashed on like. Oh, it's because if it's a remake, people will just say, "Oh, the first one, yeah, the original's right, better." Yeah. So it's like they were trying to like Space Jam is a prime example of that. Mm-hmm. People wanted to hate Space Jam, the the, but it was a reboot, not yeah. a re. It wasn't they weren't trying. It's to be literally Michael called again. a new legacy. Yes, like like <laughs> relax, guys. It's not Michael Jordan. It's like, dude, we're not talking about exactly. basketball. <laughs> Let's not act like Michael Jordan was a great actor or some shit like that. Like, <laughs> like it was an Oscar-winning. Yeah, like, like let's chill out, guys. Like it was a good reboot. Don Cheadle, the Michael. It was him and his. Kid. It was cool. It was the part that everybody talks about with Michael Jordan where he wasn't good to his children. You're like, oh, this is now actually about like LeBron James' kids, not his real kid, but you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it's just about a relationship relationship between a father and a son. Yeah, like it's not just. Oh, we need your help to save our planet. Like, oh, that made this is a cool storyline. Yeah, like, I, I, that's what I thought. I was I like, thought that obviously, was a good reboot. This is a kids movie. <laughs> that's what <laughs> people forget. That's what, like with Star Wars. Mm-hmm. The kids, the, um, uh, Maxwell and Roman wanted to watch it like every day for two months. <laughs> they were like, put on Space Jam. Even Zoe loved it. Yeah, that movie. It wasn't bad at all. Like when grown men are saying, "Oh, that shit was trash." Like, well. It's not for you. It's like, what do you expect? There's so many movies that like, are like that. It's what would you, you watch? Like, I feel like they were determined to say that before the movie came, even came out. Mm-hmm. Like, what could have made you like this movie? Nothing, because it was LeBron. <laughs> That's how you know that he is the great of our era. There were like, there were people back in Michael Jordan's era who did the same thing. Like, like I just don't like him. I just hate <laughs> him. Yeah, I hate LeBron. I do. Yeah. And he's one. He's like Kobe. Like you're not gonna miss him until he's gone. You're like, oh yeah, watching him play was one of the craziest mm-hmm. things to watch. I didn't start ever. loving Kobe until uh, the sun started getting bad. Yeah, I was like, oh, I love Kobe. He's the greatest. LeBron but but is when one of those... when he had when we had like Steve Nash, Amari Stoudemire, all of them, I was like, fuck Kobe. Why would I root for Kobe? Like mm-hmm. he beats us every single year. Yeah, he in the was fucking... picking them the fuck apart. And now all five of them. <laughs> And so now, I obviously R.I.P. Kobe, but he's one. He's the greatest fucking of our generation. Yeah. And now LeBron, I've always, I've never liked. He's LeBron. my cut. He's like my. He's like y'all generations. Mike, my, my cousin. He's he's hands down a LeBron James like stand. He's like nobody's better than him ever that ever existed. I'd be like, all right, man. He's a great. He was like he's the, and that's like those are Kobe conversations <laughs> and like Michael Jordan conversations. That's how you know they're greats. When you have those disagreements, mm-hmm. Oculus. Also, oh, back to uh, back to Blue House. Yeah, Oculus, terrible movie. Hated it. 
What uh, is that about? It was about mirror, about the mirrors in the, the house. Oh. Mirrors in the house and they they're like they trap the the memories of the house or some shit. What's like that, that right next to it? To the left of it, naked. the marked ones. Oh, the marked ones. It's paranormal activity. From here, it says the naked ones. I didn't know Bloomhouse did paranormal paranormal activity. So they have to they have to be given credit for, like you said, legitimately restarting the horror genre. Yeah. Because there was nothing that was scary that I can remember. The only until th- I seen paranormal activity. The only thing that's missing from here, as far as like great modern horror, is Blair Witch Project. They did that too. No. Oh, okay. But I would say that that, that, that would fit in. Yeah, but because that there was nothing from that movie because that movie was a like cultural like phenomenon. Yeah, where, which was terrifying. The hand, but then the paranormal activity. Horror. That shit. It wasn't. It was handheld and uh like. Or as far as like non traditional camera work. Yes. He and it was like the idea of him setting up a security camera to protect his house, mm-hmm. and now all you're doing is recording the fact that y'all are getting fucked like up. Like Paranormal Activity by two and three, or parts of one, and then two and three are like handheld. Yes, they're like a mix of security cameras yes. and like actual. Even two was a little creepy. Two was Dude, definitely creepy. I've only seen up to three. I don't remember four, but one, two, and three are terrifying. They're dude. really fucking like. Two is actually to me scarier than one because the dog barking, it like it was way more active the demon this time. Like three, taking the baby out of the crib. Like that was super yeah. terrifying. At the end of three, because that's the 70s one, right? Or the 80s. Whatever. Yeah, I think three is the 70s or it's the 80s one where she's like, this demon's always been here essentially. Yeah, and like, that's where you see the origin of like yes. the little girl. And it, it freaked it, it was crazy. I was like, oh, this is turning into like almost sci like fantasy sci fi. Mm-hmm. Because at the end the portal opens at the end of number three. I don't remember that. Yeah, in the in their bedroom. Uh, like you see that picture right there, the twi- yeah. two twin beds, the portal opens in the middle of the beds and then she like walks into it. Oh, I didn't remember that. I just remember that the grandmother the reason I didn't know you don't know that they're rich until that movie. You're like, oh, they come from money. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, this is one of those like your your great 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 somebody did something, made a deal with the devil, and now like if y'all don't do this shit every year type deal. Yeah, this is what the fuck happened. And four, I think that's the first one where they went off on a different different people, like, yeah, or different family, yeah. Or whatever. They did a completely different. But Paranormal Activity one, I remember walking home. I was in the military. And we watched it in my homie's room. I was scared to walk home. Because it just felt like, I was like, man, this shit is terrifying. Yeah, I told the story of I couldn't sleep that night. Mm-hmm. Uh, after watching one, when it first came out, I was terrified. That's probably the scariest movie I've ever seen at the time. And it was, I, like, I like that movie because they did what I think The Conjuring did, which was build up very, like, the keys dropping. Then the pan, pots and pans dropping. Mm-hmm. Then like doors shutting, and then is then is her it's, acting all weird and shit like that. Mm-hmm. It was and like, that's what it did. The paranormal activity did the same as like Blair Witch, as far as like marketing of like this might be, or especially with Blair Witch, where they marketed it as like this is real footage, found mm-hmm, footage. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it's actually called, found footage horror. Yes, but uh, paranormal activity made it to seem like it was real. At least for me, like as a oh, little yeah. ass kid, I was like, "This shit really happened." Like this or? shit might have actually happened. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. 
I was like my first time seeing it, or as I'm watching mm-hmm. it, I'm like, this is like a documentary mm-hmm. just put together, just put together in and, a movie. And I was, but then I grew up, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that just shows you they're really good actors. They're acting as if they're just living yeah. life. Yeah, and that's hard. That's super fuck. hard. You're trying to act like you know that there's cameras there, but not the cameras that you need to know that are yeah. there. Yeah. Like, that's the hardest part is, like, I'm acting as if I know this security Especially cameras. with the security, yeah. Yeah, it's like, I know that they're there. Then, then again, Paranormal Activity 2, again, super, way creepier this time when the thing pulled her down the steps. And it yeah. was, it's just like, fucking Jesus Christ. I do agree. I think the second one is better, can be better uh, than the first one. That's one of the few times where the sequel is, like, you're like, hmm. And then four, I think if I like put it on, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I've seen this. But I don't think I've seen beyond four. Yeah, I think I watched it and it was like, eh, I think right. at five. What are they making now? Oh, shit. Yeah, because now you got the marked ones, uh, Paranormal Activity. I saw another one. There's a bunch. The Ghost Dimension. I think that's the fifth one. Is that That's the last one? So that's supposed to be the portal that she went through? It looks like I, it. I think so. It looks like a bedroom with a portal in it. Yeah, I think that might be it. But oh, Okay. But yeah, I remember at the end of the third one, they started going to that portal shit. And they I was made like, the Jim movie? Jim and the Holograms? This movie got shit on. What is that about? I think this movie did 1. so... 1.8? I think this movie Fuck. did so bad... That they took it out of the theaters. What what made it so bad? Jim, first of all, the idea of Jim, isn't that a cartoon from the 80s? I know Shawnee used to watch it, my sister. She's 39 years old. She used to watch it as a kid. Jim was a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Then I think they made a movie in the 90s about it, but then this is like a remake that they made. Mm-hmm. And this Was it always scary or no, it's not it's not a scary movie, no, not oh. at all. It's like she's a pop star. It's about a pop star. Okay. I don't know what the story really is, but this movie got shit on. <laughs> like, did you watch? Did you like it or? I didn't watch it. Oh. I didn't like Jim just as a concept in general. I was like, that's not my camp. That's not my thing. The Purge election year. That's hilarious. That oh yeah, a, I remember when that came. That out. was a direct direct <laughs> response to. Was it Trump? Yeah. So they made they spent two thirty, and then they made what? Millions. Millions. Good. Hundred and ninety-three. Jesus. Fuck. That's that's uh, that's genius. That's uh, Blair Witch numbers. It cost them like ten grand to make yeah, that movie, not and it made like two hundred and eighty-three million dollars. That's why you see none of them actors ever. Again. And that post might be marketing because of how good yes, it was. It might yes. have been like how well it did at at a at a festival or some mm-hmm, shit. And mm-hmm. people were like, "Oh, we're giving you money to market the shit." Maybe the production company probably bought it at a festival and gave them two hundred thousand or two hundred fifteen thousand dollars, and was like, "Here, make commercials or." And make posters or whatever. I'm sure that's what the post was. The post production. Fuck. 
buck. Two fi- back then, that's crazy money. Back in 1996, that's 95, insane. that's crazy money. I mean, that's when you know you got a a hit, like a hit, and that's hard now, especially because I mean, how I view horror, it's so easy. You know what I mean? Like to kind of do that to make a horror movie. Like I'd say if you're I'd say if you're like a kid trying to make a movie, like a go-to genre you would do would be horror because mm-hmm. it's so kind of easy to do, like A plus B equals C kind of thing. Yes. Oh, it died. It depends on how fast you can. How, where uh, are we at? How well you can. Uh, oh, we're fucking going. Why is this shit? And Eric. Wow. Oh, okay. I was about oh, to just say, it right now. What the fuck? Is it, it's okay. We're good. Okay. Um. Oh, then we're at an hour and thirty. Oh, let's keep going. What time is it? Nine. 30. Oh, fucking! You good? All right. Um, the movie. The movie's not a horror movie. Upgrade is a thriller. I never seen that. I've seen that poster, but I've never watched the movie. The movie is really good to me. The concept of it is the shots are really good. Mm-hmm. A lot of the set design is really good. The costumes are great. This dude as an actor is great. It's uh, it's your it's your basic AI takes over movie, mm-hmm. but it's done very well. Like he's going after this person that he thinks did something on purpose, mm-hmm. and then he's like, "I'm here now." He's like, "I'm here to kill you," and the dude has like way better upgrades than him. But the <laughs> but the dude the dude ends up saying like, "Oh, you thought it was me," and it wasn't. And then the thing, the AI inside his head, and he was like, whatever the AI's name was, he says it, and she's like, yes, such and such. And then basically his consciousness, she puts him into like a dream state, and the AI takes over his body. Mm-hmm. And that's that's like the beginning of the AI trying to take over the world, because people are getting like these implants and shit. Mm-hmm. So like the, the last shot is him or the AI walking out of the thing, like eyes blank as hell. It's just the progression to that part of the movie is like, holy shit, man. That was mm-hmm. really fucking good. What are some of your favorite? Do you have any favorite, like, new recent horror releases? But that are not Bloomhouse, but, like, anything that's, like... I was hoping we could get outside of Bloomhouse. Because <laughs> you know I fucking love The Conjuring. Yeah. I've been waiting to talk about The Conjuring <laughs> this entire time. Because you can't beat that buildup in The Conjuring. Mm-hmm. The start of the movie, everybody knows you're moving into an old farmhouse. It's always a bad idea, especially up in the Northeast. Like, I tell people, Northeast horror stories are always scarier because that's like pre America shit. There mm-hmm. were people who were here like hundreds and fi- like a hundred and yeah, something like years before, shit. like, yeah, like a hundred something years before the formation of America. Like, mm. people from up there, when you say old money, that's what you're talking yeah. about. That's money that you don't know these people exist up there. Like, the, and yeah. he, like these people's parents had money from shit way back when. Yeah. So, like, those kind of horror stories in The Conjuring. And then I always, I love anything, like, demonic possession type stuff. Mm-hmm. Because those are always the scariest types of like paranormal activity. Yeah. Because the entity is always so like mean. Like <laughs> a, like it's just it just does shit that's like way creepier than any ghost can do. Yeah. Like I think the conjuring takes things that kind of exist in insidious like the gray skinned ghost, 
And then, like, when the ghosts yeah. show up, it's kind of like a gray filter. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they take those elements. But then you have this, like, exorcist-type deal going on mixed with paranormal activity because you don't see the thing. And you kind of they kind of lead you into thinking it's going to be like that the whole movie yeah. until that one shot where the entity is on top of the fucking, like, uh, wardrobe. Yeah. And she's like... Holy shit, she's on top of the thing. And I know the third one didn't do too well, but what did you... The third one? The third Conjuring. The second one? No, the third one. There was a third one? Yeah. It just came out. Oh, I did watch that one. I didn't do too well, but... I did watch that one. Yeah, it, it, was, it didn't need to be made. <laughs> it didn't need to be made. It was like Malignant. I was excited for that too. Yeah, it didn't I was. Need to be made. I was super excited. If we could touch on Malignant again, but like Jesus Christ, just how I, we were really excited. We were like, we gotta go see this shit. And then like it came out, and I watched it on HBO Max because mm-hmm. it was the same day. And I was just like, fuck it, I'll watch it on HBO Max. And then, um, yeah, just it's uh, just it, that was one of the because none of that stuff was creepy. We, I think, I think we've talked about this in the previous episode. We were like, they gave away the movie from the beginning of the movie. Yeah, like the the whole title sequence or credit sequence at the very beginning. You're like, oh, malignant. That's what you say to yourself. You're like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're, you're like, like oh. oh, malignant. You got it. You're the done. Fucking is- lady says it's time to cut. To you. If you would have left that part out. <laughs> You would have left so much mystery mm-hmm. to the movie. I love the opening scene. I said that before. I the opening scene, perfect. You should have put it in the middle of the fucking movie. <laughs> and that should have been it. They went chronological like idiots. Nobody <laughs> goes chronological anymore. Yeah. Everybody has flashbacks of flash forwards now. Mm-hmm. Don't start the movie with the fucking middle of shit. Don't give me what she did or what she is. Cause now I know that that girl was in that room mm-hmm. and she had some kind of tumor that had arms for some reason. Yeah. Now I know that. So the t- entire time where she's like, I hear voices. Like, yeah, we know, bitch. It's a fucking, <laughs> it's the fucking tumor. The only we said the scariest part was when she got smashed against the wall. Yeah, that shit was brutal. That was the worst part of the entire movie. Yeah. Other than that, the fucking like, oh my god, like I keep having these dreams and then. Of dreams of these people dying, we're like, we know what's happening. You're getting possessed at night and going and killing these people and coming back. We fucking know, okay. But mm-hmm. the Conjuring, they kept making you think it's going. This movie's going to be this way for the rest of. No, it's not <laughs> going to be that way. Yeah. So then you see they give the entity a name. You're like, okay, well, it's this witch who used to fucking live here named Bathsheba. Mm-hmm. And Bathsheba, that name alone is just creepy to me because any biblical name. It's like, oh, shit, this is real. This is real (laughs) shit. Her name is something biblical, but she worships Satan. Like, this bitch is crazy, okay? And then you hear the story of what she did. You're like, that's terrifying, too. She (laughs) killed her seven-day-old baby. Mm -hmm. Like, you you murdered your kid. And then you said, I love Satan, and then hung yourself. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) So then you're like, oh, you can't get any worse than that. No, Bathsheba's going to possess the mother now. Yeah. <laughs> and now the mom is going to look terrifying. That makeup on that lady who was before Elizabeth Moss 
that's who that lady was. The lady who played the mom from The Conjuring, yeah. she was like the horror lady. Yeah. Remember she was in, have you ever seen that movie, uh, The Haunting? No. That name sounds familiar. I probably that I, is actually, I know I haven't seen it. That's actually a horror movie. Am I thinking about that? That right shaped movie? my love for paranormal, like scary movies. The Haunting. 1999. It's a remake. Um, that has uh, Catherine Zeta Jones. Catherine Zeta Jones. No, never seen it. <laughs> That that reminds me of fucking Rick and Morty. He was like, I'm going to go see. <laughs> there's a convention going on for horror movies. Mm-hmm. And Catherine Alpha through Zeta Jones <laughs> is going to be there. <laughs> Catherine Alpha through Zeta Jones. Oh, there's the ad for Last Night in Soho. I'm going to go see that. What is that? At the premiere. It's a new horror movie by uh, Edgar Wright. He did like Shaun of the Dead. And uh, fuck. Oh, okay. what else did he do? Baby Driver, and he did. He's like kind of all over the place with genre, but he makes really good movies. But um, Lily Taylor, that's her name. That's the lady from The Conjuring. She was Elizabeth Moss, that lady. Mm-hmm. She was Elizabeth Moss before. Oh, she Elizabeth was in Moss. Shortcuts. Go up. Oh, the Ransom. We had that movie on DVD <laughs> with, Mel, with Mel Gibson. Shortcuts is a great movie by uh, Robert Altman. It's not horror, but it's it's a really good film. She was really good in the conjuring. When she got possessed by Bathsheba, and her fucking eyes was all like, she was like, she's going to fucking die. <laughs> and then she crawls underneath the house to chase the daughter. Mm-hmm. I was like, this movie is fucking... And then the scene where she's trying to get her unpossessed, I almost cried. She was like, think about your family. And she's crying and shit. <laughs> and Bathsheba's trying not to let her go. And he's like, Bathsheba! And her fucking head shakes. And then she turns into the fucking thing from on top of the goddamn curio. Mm. And you're like, this movie is fucking wild, yo. Have you seen, uh, I, I watched it on HBO Max recently, uh, Underwater with Kristen Stewart. Yes, I've seen that fucking movie. Isn't that movie good as fuck? When you're talking about megalophobia. <laughs> That's great. That's exactly- When you're talking about megalophobia, I'm glad you just brought that movie up. That- That's a horror movie. That movie is great. It's Lovecraftian. I love it. I, I it's so it starts off good. It, there's no build up. She's brushing her teeth, and then you're like, anytime you're in an underwater thing, yeah. and you see water leaking in, you're like, you're like fuck, all that's, y'all are about to die. That's exactly every single last one of you are about and to I die. Love the pressure aspect that they had. When TJ was it TJ Miller that yeah. died? When he was like stuck in the thing, and you see his fucking head explode, I was like, "Oh my god!" No, that was because the thing pulled him through his suit. Mm-hmm. That's why he started. The thing pulled his leg off and pulled his body through his suit, so his head didn't explode from that. The thing ripped him. Wait, out which of one the, was the one where his? There was, there was two explosions. That. The black dude, in the he got right? the explosion where the pressure. Because his, oh, his uh, helmet was cracking. Yeah, they were like, he was like, remember he said, I'm safe? And he already knew. He was like, I'm Yeah, because he already saw the crack yeah. in his helmet. And he and, still put it on. When I, and I think, again, being Air Force and knowing that something, like I tell people like on aircrafts, if them things bang at like 8 Gs, a crack like that becomes that. The pressure that's being put on that crack is like, it goes from a half-inch crack to a 13-inch crack 
in seconds. Mm-hmm. And that is like fatal. That shit was like that. A crack like that at 8,000 PSI, like they, per square inch, you're talking about 8,000 pounds per, that's four tons that's, per square inch of water. And when you see his fucking head explode, that was so Just raw. chunks. It was just chunks and everything. Because that's what happened. You would be disintegrated. There's nothing you can do. And I lo- I've never seen that in a movie before. Mm, exactly. And you, I was like... You see stuff cave in. You see submarines yeah, get like crushed. A, yeah. You've even on the movie The Core. I've seen like that movie. <laughs> that's... <laughs> I hate that that's so bad. People hate that movie so much. I love that movie simply just because, again, of the concept of that pressure. They're going inside the Earth. They're at, like, they would get inside the Earth's quarter, like, we're at 28,000 PSI. Per square inch, 28,000 PSI. That's, like, unfathomable pressure. Yeah. Like, your brain can't think about how heavy that is. Mm-mm. It's like, think about bench pressing, but, like... I don't know, it makes your chest explode. Like, I don't fucking know. Like, it drops on your chest and your heart comes out through your mouth kind of shit. Like, mm-hmm. it just pushes all this stuff out of you like toothpaste. Yeah. Like, that shit is insane to think of. Uh, mega little, and then they're in this structure. I don't trust those fucking And then things. it turns into a monster movie underwater. This, uh, exactly. But that's what she kept saying. Like, y'all didn't fucking hear that. That fucking noise. You know I hate noises like that, especially yeah. in water. It's Godzilla. Yeah. And you're talking about the fucking ocean. Anything of any size uh, can have, exist we've there. We've had so many conversations of how much we don't know what's in the ocean. Or how much we dislike it. <laughs> Cruise ships. The dumbest thing that's ever existed. Because you can imagine that a creature literally the size of... Fucking who the fucking knows the Marianas Trench could exist and it just comes up and grabs your shit with his hand and is just like, you're going down now. <laughs> like something that big can exist. And that's how big that monster that's, was in that movie. That's the, the babies, it, like, that's so the babies were nine feet tall. The babies of the monster that lived on the skin. that's always the scariest shit. When something is newborn and it's bigger than me already, that's terrifying. I, I can't, that's what terrifies me. Because every, it's like every predator or every, like, with baby scorpions, how they talk about that, like, the babies of these these creatures are worse than the actual creature because they don't have that, like, control yet. They're just like, I'm going to kill everything and every everyone I see. Like, I'm going to eat you. Yeah. And that's what these things, they were just like, oh, there's people down here. Y'all are in our territory. And the yeah. idea of... Going that deep and you disturb something. Yeah. Like something was living down there and you disturbed it because you were trying to get oil or whatever the fuck they were yeah, doing. Some sh- dumb shit. Like whatever you're trying to find new energy or some they shit. For a long time, but, they had but that and that that is when I get into my B movie esque like universal thing because they said if you read like the theory if you know about Cthulhu, like he's not a sea creature, he's like an interdimensional being. So, like, he lives inside of the earth like an egg. So, with the apparently those people who run the, the drill, they're like a cult. And they're rich. And they're trying to get that thing to come yeah. to earth to destroy it and get it to, like... Because that thing is so fucking big. Did you see it when they were trying to chase her yeah. up the fucking thing? Yeah. And, and, you, oh my, and 
I don't know. Maybe it's obvious, but just the fact how far down they are in the ocean. It's like the movie's literally called Underwater, but we're talking about my yo. That's why there's this movie on Shutter that's like the underground version of of this this movie. <laughs> Perfect. It's called. I it's like see that. it's like a Russian movie. Yeah. And it's it, it's like it's based on a real. Have you seen? I want to say it's called Blood Vessel, but it's about a haunted Nazi ship that these guys go. Oh, I haven't seen it, but I want to watch that. Me and my brother watched it, and it is so dope. Like a Nazi haunted ship. You know, I love anything Nazis haunted <laughs> and underwater. You're talking about terrifying. It's... You hate me because I'm black and because I can't swim. That is, you hate me for both of those reasons. That is, and because I'm alive. You hate me for that reason too. Like Jesus Christ, that is terrifying. Yeah, Blood Vessel. I want to say it's on Shutter. So good. But yes, yeah, that Russian movie where they go, they go underground. And they're dealing with that kind of pressure of like, we're at a thousand psi and it's like five hundred degrees down here, and they find some kind of like that's so crazy. They find some kind of like mold that exists that lives down there, and you know, scientists consider a mold like life, like it lives because it grows, it moves. Yeah, it's a, and it's they're a like, they're organism. like, if this thing has survived down here, we have no idea how old it is. Like yeah. this thing could be like. Millions of years old. We ha- if we breathe it in, we have no idea what the fuck it could yeah. do to us. But and, they're, and but they're two think... miles underground. There's as this elevator takes like forty five minutes to go down, and you have to stop at one of the stations. Like you got to put this suit yeah. on now because now we're getting like to the deepest depths of this fucking. And that's thing. why I think underwater that and it may not be like original, you know. But yeah, but terrifying. <laughs> Yeah, the but the concept the I I'll just take underwater as a movie. It's I say it's the perfect horror because it doesn't dive straight into horror, but it does turn into a monster movie like midway, I'd say. Because you think it's a natural disaster movie. And then you think an earthquake happened and now these people have to get out of this underwater, which is it And even as like the the dynamic of every character like TJ Miller with the comic relief in the mm-hmm. beginning. And then Kristen Stewart is like the main character, and then Vincent Cassell playing like the captain, the guy who's like mm-hmm. in charge, basically, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or that Kristen Stewart like looks. He up explodes, to. yeah, because he because he doesn't get to like deregulate. He doesn't get to for anybody who doesn't know, like when you dive, you have to do like every what is it every fifty meters or fifty feet, you have to like uh, equalize. Because the pressure that you're under down there doesn't match the pressure up here on the surface. So when you're in that same like capsule, like in the same regulations that you would be down if, there, yes, it your bu- you up. if your internal organs, that's where they get something called the bends, is where like your blood pressure is, like the pressure inside your blood is wrong, so you can get like air bubbles in your in your yeah, blood. And, and they said it's painful and it can definitely kill you. Yeah, but you get that's what the bends are. So it's like. He 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 uh, ascended too fast. Yeah, he was going from like two thousand feet underneath to like fifty feet, and by the time he hit like a thousand feet, his shit exploded. He was just like boom, and you're like holy fucking <laughs> shit. Yeah, like and the explosion was so it was like an explosion, explosion. Like yeah. it was like a bomb went off in the water type yeah. of explosion. Like from two thousand psi to fifty. Like that, and yeah. it was just like boom. Yeah, and Vincent Cassell, he is a great actor. Dude. Great He's a actor. French actor. Yes, that 
He's in that movie Irreversible that I talked about, and he's also in like Black Swan and shit. Yeah, Irreversible. I don't feel like I've seen that. I know he's he plays a lot of bad guys too. Oh yeah, he's in Eastern Promises. He's in, I mean, he's in a lot more popular ones. But yeah, I only I'm only naming the ones I know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a captain. Yeah. Yeah. And his family was already dead. And that was sad. Dead, right. I love movies like that where they talk about them like they're still like alive. But it's like, oh no, like, oh, this is your family. You're trying to save them all. Yeah. And then you and then he's Exactly. I didn't I, that's her. what I if you look at my review on Letterboxd, my review is like this is the most personality I've ever seen. But I also put I've only seen Twilight. Like yeah. in, uh, her in Twilight. That's why I'm excited for the movie Spencer coming out. Mm-hmm. But um, this is no, or I've seen it, but she's like she a little was kid. younger. Yeah, you got like a movie like American. That's a joke. I like I like the American Ultra. I like. I'll that say movie. like the new one. I never seen it. Charlie's Angels. I never. She seen was it. the best part of that movie, and that's sad to say. <laughs> I'm just but be honest. with underwater, that's the most personality I've seen from her. I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, she like, became a leader. Yeah, kind of sort of like. But with Twilight, she's seen. I mean, that is good acting in Twilight. Yeah, because she's supposed to be that awkward, like. Yeah, you live uh, in fucking Washington. Like, not, <laughs> I hate when people say like she's weird. It's like everybody in Washington is <laughs> fucking weird. It's always gray there. Look at it. But um, Spencer is coming out on the fourth, and I, I think we should wrap up. Yeah, because I know I. That's why I started laughing when Mena started talking. I was I like, I can see her face. I was like, she's tired as fuck. But um. Yeah, great transition. And to next week, we're gonna talk about Pablo Lorraine's movies. I'm gonna give you a Blu-ray when uh, we're done with this. When we go back, and uh, we can watch. I I don't know any other movies that are on streaming. I'll try to find some on Blu-ray. But uh, I have Jackie and all. You like, said Pablo what? Lorraine. He's a Chilean director. He's gonna make Spencer with Kristen Stewart. That's like Andres Rosende. Sure. <laughs> oh, from Bad Friends. Oh, that's his last name. Yeah, Andres. Andres, Andres Rosende. <laughs> what else did they call him? Fancy B. Fancy B. <laughs> What's it? I'm sorry. Pablo I, Lorraine. Yeah, I put in R. L A R R A I N. Click on it again. And then. Wait, what the I fuck? Hate, I, hate that? That, I hate this fucking. I hate when it does that. It does the low oh, yeah. thing. So Pablo Lorraine. Yeah, he made Jackie, which I've talked about a little bit um, before. Oh, but, yeah, you have talked about Jackie. I didn't know it was Jackie you were talking about. You said that movie's really good. Yeah, it's. I really love it. I, I mean, I really love Natalie Portman. She's my favorite actress in the world. And but um I haven't seen Emma or No, but Emma looks good. Yeah, there's No is supposed to be like considered his best movie, but Emma and No I haven't seen, but I've heard they're both great. But uh Spencer is coming out and uh, I'm excited to see that. All this cover art is amazing. So I'm excited to see uh his new the movies I haven't seen from him and so we should talk about that uh next week as just in time for Spencer. That's going to be coming out the day after that episode comes out. So we should do that. We're going to do Pablo Lorraine 
So for the people listening, you guys should watch Jackie at least because we're going to be talking heavily on just how well those movies are and uh, Kristen Stewart, more of Kristen Stewart. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's going to be dope. So thank you guys for listening and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Appreciate it. Peace. 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 Peace.